This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show, where each week we discuss best practices in the field of customer experience management. I'm Tom DeWitt, Director of CXM at MSU, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Bob Keipel, Vice President of CX of M and retired global CX executive with General Motors. Without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show. I'm Tom DeWitt, and I'm joined by... Bob Keipel. Um, I'm excited um, in launching a series of podcasts on careers in CX, and we're kicking off our first episode um, with Serena Riley, who is the Director of Customer Experience at Lamasaw. Welcome, Serena. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so um, I'm going to start off. This is Bob, and a lot of people think customer experience is pretty easy. You just be nice to people, but you, that's not true. And so we're going to delve into that. So I'm, for the same reason as you, Tom, I'm excited that we're getting into this topic. Um, Serena, for those of us who are not familiar with Llamasoft, can you tell us a little bit about what your organization does? Sure. We are a software company, a B2B software company, um, who designs uh, supply chain management uh, software. So we're enabling customers uh, to solve really complex problems in new ways and and make those uh, decisions faster and smarter. So what's an example like Domino's Pizza is trying to, you know, get the pepperonis to the stores or and you make software for that? Like what's a good example? Yeah, so it, it can be for, you know, transportation routing, network optimization, uh, where they should put their next DC, uh, different, different things like that that help them to understand how their supply chain works currently and how they can optimize it to work even better. Ah, so it's okay. been uh, super helpful in the COVID age as we have seen many supply chains break down and, and, and need to innovate uh, how they can get their, uh, their supplies and their customers what they, what they ordered. That's great. So these are, Tom, these are the actual people who know how to solve that problem from high school about the train traveling west and the other train traveling east <laughs> and where, where they're going to meet. I, we, I we're never, actually meeting the people who know how to do that I just I just never remember any pepperoni being on that train. Well, it was usually delivered or it was out. beer. <laughs> Yes. <clears throat> anyway, so thank you. So, yeah, for sure. So Serena, since our focus, the focus of this series is on careers and customer experience management, uh, can you describe what you do in your role as director of customer experience at Llamasoft and, and, and how that role has evolved uh, from when you joined Llamasoft as a, pardon me, as a customer operations manager nine years ago? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, I started uh, nine years ago with Llamasoft. And at that point, we were, I think I was higher number 49 or 50. Um, and we're now up to, to about 750 employees. So we've grown a lot in those nine oh, years. Wow. And it's been exciting to, to be a part of that. Um, and when I started, I was in charge of, uh, I think my title at the time was licensing manager. 
And so I was that, <clears throat> that first stop on the, the customer's journey to after they've purchased the software, I would be the one actually uh, welcoming them, handing out the installer um, and the license information to them and getting them up and running on the tools and, and products. Um, so I think for me, I, I've always, uh, in the, the 18 plus years that I've been in business, for me, uh, having a, a leadership style of serving others has always been what has served me um, and the passion that I have for helping others and have always been on that customer service side of things. I've always understood, you know, kind of those customer pain points and, and the things that don't go so smoothly for them and how to troubleshoot what, what that is and how to improve my service to them. And, um, as I was, you know, kind of growing through my, my Lomasoft career, built that, that customer operations team that helped, you know, everything from contract entry to making sure we're running reports on who's got what licensing and checking to see what the usage is and supporting those customers um, in that first kind of phase of the, the, the journey. Um, I was looking for a new challenge and wanting to find something that, that Lomasoft needed and didn't yet have a person doing. And that's what, for me, I started doing some research on, I don't even know how I began the research, but I found that there was this thing called customer experience. Um, and it certainly felt like it fit right squarely in my wheelhouse, square in a wheelhouse. I'm not sure that's the right analogy to use. But, <laughs> um, round peg square hole I don't even know what a wheelhouse is. I don't know, the tra I don't know how to solve the train problem and I don't know what a wheelhouse is. I've got a lot of research to do after this. <laughs> yeah, so I, I felt like for me, that was not only something that would fit really well with my skill set, but also allow me a challenge and something new to learn and grow through. But it was something that we were missing at Llamasoft. We have, you know, we care a lot about our customers and, and the products that we create for them and the service that we give them. Um, and we're always trying to, to be best in class and all of those things. Um, but we we don't sometimes remember to step back and holistically look at that entire journey. We have a lot of teams that are focused on their part of the journey, which is fantastic. Um, and we certainly need that, that care and feeding at each one of those phases. But having um, that, that lens uh, of the, the bigger picture enables us to understand, you know, where, where the pieces of the puzzle aren't fitting quite well together and how we could, you know, perhaps shape and mold them a little bit more to fit uh, more closely in there. So um, I had the privilege of, of speaking with my leadership about, you know, the, the want and need for change and uh, the want and need for something like this at Lamasoft, and, and they, were, they were graciously willing enough to, uh, to allow me to, to lead that up. So I started with a team of, of two, and we've grown to a team of five, including myself now. So, Nice. So uh, I picture the organization, if I was just to do a random guess, I picture you have lots of like programmers and stuff like that, like IT con people. Like what, out yes. of the big pie, how, what percentage of the people are that kind of role? Yeah, I would say we've got... Um, We've got, I, I don't even know the, the total number of, of people in that group, but a lot of our organization is on the engineering side of things. So we've right. got a lot of super smart developers and, and uh, programmers. Um, we've got a lot of product managers, product owners, business analysts. We've also got a lot of super smart PhD um, um, 
advanced research and operations uh, operations research folks too that help us with designing those algorithms that we put into our software. So we've got a great amount of smart people that work in this organization. Okay, so right. So let me. Can I just dive in now on your team? You you okay. said so. You got a team of five people. Can you kind of go through the role? Because we we do want to focus on CX and CX careers and try to give people a flavor for what kind of things people do. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, there's five uh, total on the team, including myself. Um, we've got uh, a program manager um, who is in charge of helping us to design kind of those bigger programs that we're going to launch, make sure that we've got all of the stakeholders involved, um, that we're, we're thinking through and designing that uh, with those best-in-class uh um, opportunities. We, we do some research with Gartner and with some other third-party consultants just to make sure that we're we're always uh, meeting best class standards but sometimes innovating on those too. Um, and then uh, she works directly with our project manager. So we've got somebody that's actually designing the programs and then somebody that's helping to execute the tasks that go along with launching those programs. Um, and then we've also got uh, a community um, or, I'm sorry, not a community, a customer advocacy specialist who is helping uh, manage our customer portal that we just currently or just recently launched um, that's helping to bring all of our customers together in a virtual space and allowing them to collaborate with one another while we're able to share some of the content and resources that we have for them to make them successful with our tools and resources. And then we have our... Um, senior analyst who is doing all of the smart things with the data that we're collecting through our, our voice of customer program, um, through all of our telemetry, telemetry and uh, usage data, trying to kind of build that, that quantifiable uh, data set that helps us to understand better what's going on with uh, the interactions with our customers. And then myself. So, so are you guys, is one of your tasks um, sales or business development, or is it more taking care of clients? It is more on the actual, <clears throat> excuse me, the customer experience side of things and really understanding what that entire journey looks like, finding those areas of improvement, and then uh, solutioning what those uh, uh, improvements could look like and helping to work cross-collaboratively within the organization to, to launch those improvements. And so how do you find people that can work in your team? Because, you know, you're kind of growing that. Do you pull from inside and identify certain skill sets? Yeah, so I guess uh, two of the four under myself were internal hires that moved into the team, and then two, the other two were external hires. So it was one of those things that when we first started out, um, uh, the woman that is now our program manager, she was running the community side of things. So really building the, the relationships with our customers as far as how they can interact with one another um, in regional events and virtual events and, and keeping conversations about industry specific topics going where I was doing a lot of the, the other CX work, the program, the project management, um, the analytics as much as, as my mind could allow for that. So I'm certainly not the uh, the data scientist here. Um, but, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of those other tasks. So we were able to um, have the ability to bring in some more specialized people in those other areas to allow us to, to expand some of those, those knowledge areas. You've referred a few times to program. Can you describe a little bit what, what that means? 
<clears throat> program, the program management side of it. Yeah, what, yeah. What, you, know, you talked about developing or creating a program. What, 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 what does that mean? Yeah, so for us, some of the programs could be initiatives that we're launching or some of the programs could be things that will be ongoing, that we'll manage or that we'll hand off eventually to other teams to manage. Um, some of those that we manage currently would be the voice of customer program. So designing what that looks like, making sure we've got all of the um, data sources outlined and knowing where and how all of that's feeding into the main program, how we're going to close the feedback loop, all of those types of aspects of it. Um, the other, the, the more initiative-based uh, programs that we're managing are, are like I mentioned, this uh, community portal that we've recently launched, um, where it's a, a larger scale, it's, it, we wouldn't consider it just a project, it's a larger scale initiative, so it takes a little bit more effort around the design side of things and, and stakeholder and um, change management. That sounds like a fun job. Yeah. <laughs> Now you mentioned previously, Bob brought up programmers um, and 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 the the technical people, and and I imagine their way of thinking is a little bit different, um, and and how they consider the customer. So how do, how does your group interface with that group um, in providing feedback on on product related issues, and how how does that work in terms of improving the the products and services? Sure. Yeah. So um, one of the areas that we, we work really closely with our product managers and, and owners and making sure that on a quarterly basis, because we do quarterly because that's how often we run our NPS survey right now, that we're gathering that feedback, we're, we're doing the analytics on it, and then we're feeding that back into that organization so that they have um, those latest trends and themes from what our customers are saying. Um, and, and working with them to help prioritize those things into our product roadmap. Um, from a grander scheme of things, one of the, one of the areas that uh, I really enjoy personally is, is teaching and, and sharing, you know, different learning experiences of how we can share this information back with our organization. And one of the, the ways that, that I came up with to help with that is what I call an immersion experience. So back when we did our customer journey mapping, we found some different areas that we wanted to improve. We set those initiatives on, on how to do that. And then one of the ways in which I educated some of the, the rest of the organization on why we're choosing to do those improvements was to actually put them in the customer's shoes and, and walk them through what that part of the journey looks like and why we're focusing on improving it. So I found that to be really helpful to people that are especially not frontline employees, um, not helping the customers directly because, you know, they, they don't have that interaction to understand why those may be pain points. So uh, creating an, an immersion experience like this allows us to, to demonstrate that and to allow them to, to feel the pain themselves a little bit. So how are you actually able to do that literally? <clears throat> so we set up um, uh, an hour session. It was voluntary um, and we invited people to come join us. And what we did, we focused on the installation and licensing portion. So the very first part of the journey that a customer has with us. Um, I myself led the session and we had um, our customer operations manager come and join me. So she would be the person that is um, sending out those initial emails with installation instructions. She would be the initial group of, of people that is helping to troubleshoot any issues that customers have with it. So she was our in-room support during this time. 
we gave the customers the same, or, I'm sorry, we gave our employees the same set of instructions that our customers receive. Mm. I kind of uh, set up a question for them. Okay, what, when I tell you we're going to go through this and do an installation and, and license activation, what is the, the one word or phrase that would describe how you think this should go? And we did kind of a, a live poll in the room and the, the answers uh, popped up on the screen. Um, and then we sent them into the experience where we certainly cut this down to like a 20 minute time frame. So it was shortened and it gave them uh, more an abbreviated view of what that, that journey may look like. But anytime they had an issue, we had buzzers in front of them and they would buzz that and they would be entered into a, a, a quote unquote virtual queue of sorts. And that's when our customer operations manager would come around and, and assist them. And that was to kind of show them that when the, whenever they ran into a problem installing or licensing our software, it wasn't something that they could fix immediately. You had to wait for a support person to be able to address it. And then if there was an issue with your machine, that's something you might have to go back to your IT uh, group on. So something that would seem simple and should only take, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour to complete could end up taking hours or God forbid days um, to do based on the interactions of other groups that you have to have. So um, at the end of the experience, we asked that same question. Okay, knowing now you've gone through this experience, how did it actually feel? And so we were able to put those kind of word clouds up on the screen side by side and show this is what customers expect and this is what we're delivering and this is why we're fixing it. Feel my pain. Wow, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. Now, I know I know firsthand beginning beginning with um, the 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 Miss America, well, what do you call the costume that you're wearing on your profile? Uh, uh, I think it's just, uh, it's it's kind of that, that Captain America uh, woman version. So there you go. Uh, uh, <laughs> incredible. But I know, I know firsthand how you embrace um, this attitude towards a customer and, 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 and how you, you uh, share that with, with, with your team. You've created an incredible culture there at Lamasoft. Um, can you talk a little bit about the overall f function of the team and the measures that, that you, you take personally uh, to create a customer-focused culture within Lamasoft? Yeah, I think I, I, I sometimes don't know how to articulate this well, just because I think it, it comes so naturally to me that I, it, it's just how I operate and and uh, and sometimes I think that that just radiates and, and people grab onto it. Um, but I, I guess for me, it's always it's always leading with empathy and always understanding that your perspective is your perspective. There are other perspectives that uh, require attention and understanding as well. Um, and I think uh, not only is that important in the CX world of things, but my goodness, with all of the world events of, that 2020 has brought, yeah. empathy is certainly a thing that everyone could mm -hmm. use more of. Um, and it's it's always it's always trying to build that understanding that that um, we may be doing things really well, and I don't want to discredit that. In fact, I want to celebrate the things that we're doing well and make sure that we're we're paying um, respect to those. But I also there's always room for improvement. So how can we how do, how can we continue to improve on the things that aren't working well too? 
So I, I think for me, it's, um, it's always celebrating the wins as often as possible, celebrating the people that are providing great service, celebrating um, all of the, the good things that are happening, but then also caveating that with, okay, and where can we improve more? What kind of uh, what kind of interaction or support do you get from the top leaders of the company? Yeah, so we have uh, quarterly meetings with them as well, um, kind of in that same cadence of of when we get the the analytics delivered for our latest NPS survey, um, where we join one of their uh, our senior leadership team meetings and we we share with them what we're finding. So, um, I I certainly. Uh, appreciate that their openness and willingness to continue learning with us and and wanting to do right by the customer. Um, and we're always finding ways to continue to strengthen those relationships and, and help to help those leaders to understand that, that we want to help create change in the entire organization. And this, this isn't a, a CX versus LlamaSoft. This is a CX supporting LlamaSoft. And how can we, um, how can we better create and better improve interactions with our customers, and that and that happens with the with the top leadership. So, how can we better create the, the stronger relationships there that allow us to influence some of those priorities and decisions? So, it's always a work in progress. It's it's never it's never perfect. No, uh, I don't think there's ever been a CX person that I've met that has all of the answers to all of the ways to influence an organization for positive change, but. Um, we certainly have the the buy-in from the from the, the top organization level, so that's that's helpful. And if you had to uh, if you had to add somebody to your team, um, mm. and how would you how would you what what behaviors would you look for in that person that would make you think, oh, this is a good person for CX? Yeah, I think for me, um, a lot of it has to do. Well, a skill set is absolutely important, and the, the talent that you bring to the team is important. But I think first and foremost, foremost, it's the mindset that you have. Um, are you are you willing to kind of question things? Are you curious? Are you um, obviously are you willing to have fun because that's a big important part too. Um, but uh, do you have that same servant leadership style where where you're always looking to help others, but certainly get down and do the work yourselves and 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 dive in and, and drill into that. So I don't I don't want to say that skill set isn't important because it absolutely is. But I, I do look for kind of that personality and that mindset side of things, because those are the things that you can't necessarily change as easily. You can always learn new skills, but but uh, coming into the to the team and knowing that our team is helping to be role models for the rest of the organization on, on what customer centricity looks like, having that 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 type of mindset is important. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and you can teach them eventually how like if a train leaves from Chicago, hey, touch <laughs> you can train yeah, no. that. They don't have to know that ahead of time. How Thank much pepperoni goodness. to put in each car? Yes. Now, what about the dough? Where do you put the dough on the train? That's what nobody knows. <laughs> the sauce. You know, you yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to to teach that either. It has but. its own car, probably. <laughs> dough car. Uh, well, thanks, Serena. This has been fun. Um, glad I got to, to finally, you know, we've talked in, on the phone and, and I've certainly seen your post on, on LinkedIn. Um, we're lucky to have you. You know, yes. I, love your, I love your energy. I love what, what you bring to the CX world. And um, we, hope, we hope to see more of you and hear well, more. Thank from. you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with everyone. <laughs>
Well, listeners, um, that's uh, the first episode in our series. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tom and Bob Show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and share it on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have any ideas or suggestions for future podcasts, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. After all, you're our customer. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.